It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is BGN Radio. Welcome to This Week in Fantasy. Don't just think about a fantasy tonight. Pick up. <clears throat> no, um. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I'll take Toby Gerhardt for Matt Forte, you son of a... That's more like it. It's This Week in Fantasy. With Tony Casali from FFToolbox.com. James Seltzer from rotowire.com and your host. This guy sucks. John Barchard. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Number uh, 18. We're up to 18 here, fellas. Maybe we can get to uh, 100 just like the uh, the Mothership show. But uh, a, yeah, lo- buddy. a long road to go from there. But we are very excited. As uh, uh, Welcome back to another edition of This Week. In fantasy, and uh, we're going to start rolling out some rankings, boys and girls. It's that it's that time of the dead zone. We're going to get into a lot of good stuff. We're going to stick with running backs uh, and wide receivers today, because really, it's it's a favorite part of everybody's lineup here. So it's the most skill positions you got to fill. So why not start with the meat, and we'll work our way down as we get closer and closer and closer to training camp. Obviously, some of these things are going to change because you know we we don't know uh, the the injury bugs and and all that other good stuff. But what we're going to do today is we're going to look at the overall ADP of of everybody from Yahoo, ESPN, everybody, all, all consolidated into one good spot at the fantasypros.com. Do a great job of uh, doing that. We're going to be just kind of looking at that, looking at our own tiers of, of players and how we see maybe there's some undervalued guys right now, maybe some people that are not being paid attention to. And I got to tell you, we're saying this off air. If you are in a fantasy league right now with some beginners, stick them on nfl.com's rankings because they are horrendous <laughs> horrendous there i mean yeah tell everybody to start doing that because there is there's a lot of a lot of great players that they are ranking really really poorly that's when i started my big list here and realized i was like okay obviously not not everybody thinks that way but uh never that we uh want to just say hello to james and uh, and tony how we doing guys what's up johnny hello johnny couldn't be better uh and uh before we get into that is that's going to be uh, kind of the meat of discussion here, but I, I did see uh, on NFL.com as I was perusing there. I actually apologize and forget the author's name, but uh, just at the the tail end of June, 
he uh, he did 20 things that it wouldn't shock him. So he did like, it wouldn't shock me if a big article of that. He did 20 things that wouldn't shock him this fantasy season. I thought some of them were pretty interesting. And we're we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with that because uh, this number one thing here is something that me and Tony and and James it's probably gonna be two on one the entire fantasy season just be just be kind of John John can I can I interject real quick I think it's kind of funny that you start off the podcast by bashing NFL.com and then come back and, and then we're basing part of the well, podcast the, on NFL.com I, content. I'm just bashing the rankings part. I think the fantasy <laughs> rating is, is, is kind of interesting here. So, uh, but, but, but funny nonetheless, indeed. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, this, this is something that I think will be, uh, we, James and I will not keep be convinced until we actually see it, but he writes this number one thing, number one on here. It wouldn't shock me. If Joseph Randall finishes as a top 10 fantasy running back, and I think that is the most ridiculous thing I have, I've read all off season. But, <laughs> ludicrous. It, it's ludicrous. But Tony, I mean, give us, give the people your take on why you think that may or may not, would that shock you? I, I guess I should say, because I, I really don't know your answer. I know you're a fan of Randall, but do you think he actually finishes as a top 10 back this year? All right. Here's the thing. We're going to start with this. Give credit where credit is due. It's Michael Fabiano's uh, ah, list thank you. there. Michael and, Fabiano. and he is very likely the one who actually compiled the, the list of uh, players that, <laughs> uh, and their ranking. So it, so it is kind of ironic. All right. Let's, let's, let's piece this out, right? Let's look at the wording here. It wouldn't shock me if. No, of course it wouldn't shock me if that happened. How could it shock you? He's going to be behind one of the best offensive lines. Here's the thing. All he needs to do is win the starting job. That's why they've got him ranked so low, and most of these most of these things have him ranked somewhere around 30th, because nobody ever is a little wishy-washy. They don't know if he's going to get the carries or if McFadden's going to get the carries or if they're going to split the carries. But, come on, it's going to be Randall in the end. By the time we get through preseason, it's going to be Randall. They're not going to have a committee system there. They typically don't do that. They've got an excellent offensive line. Randall, once he wins the job, once he wins the job, that bumps him up 15 places in everybody's ADP. Because then they're nervous right now. Is he going to be the guy or not? So, no. You're talking about, uh, you know, DeMarco Murray, who had an amazing season. Do you think DeMarco Murray is that good? I mean, I don't. I don't. I think DeMarco Murray's fine. I think he's a good runner. I think he's a solid runner. Uh, but I think Joseph Randall behind that line is also a solid runner. He is strong. There's going to be big holes for him. Will I draft him as a top 10 fantasy runner? Absolutely not, because nobody else will. And I, you know, I'm not dumb, but I'm going to be able to get him a little bit later. And absolutely, Joseph Randall, I would not be shocked at all. Will he finish there? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Would I be shocked? Absolutely not. Does he sniff it, Tony? That's what I want to know. Does he sniff top 10? Like, is he just below? Because that's what I, I'm going to let James respond here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's, I think I put him right in there. I put him right in there. I'm, I'm going to let James really kind of maybe even drive this home because I think we're pretty much on the same page. I would be completely shocked if Joseph Randall finishes as a top 10 fantasy back. There's one thing you have to have talent. And Joseph Randall doesn't have that. And that's what I'm saying. Uh, yes, DeMarco Murray is not the be all end all, you know. Type, type of run game and and a lot of his stats were volume stats and that's the truth so I, I'm I'm worried as an Eagles fan and a fantasy owner that he even kind of gets close to that thing because I don't think he will but James 
it would it shock you if Joseph Randall finishes as a top 10 fantasy back? Yeah, well, I mean, we can't get caught up in semantics and, you know, the would it shock me. It's a good point by Tony because it is kind of a vague phrase. Um, but I, I don't see him sniffing top 10. Uh, ultimately, look, some of that comes into luck. Uh, touchdowns make such a big difference in fantasy ranking that, you know, if he somehow gets lucky and they get close to the goal line and they actually go with him on the goal line, which is a whole nother question. Sure, he could sniff top 10 if, if he gets, you know, eight, nine, 10 touchdowns. But the likelihood is that he's not going to come near those touchdown numbers. We have, to, I mean, this is a guy who's had 105 career carries. You know, yeah. I, I get that that Cowboys fans are excited about him. And part of that is probably that they lost Murray and they're, they're you know, reacting and however they're <laughs> reacting. Um, but, and I do agree with Tony that I think ultimately, ultimately Randall will win the job. I think McFadden will still play a role while healthy. Um, but, but I just need to see him actually prove it on the field before I can go anywhere near considering this guy a potential top 10 running back. Yeah, and look, when it comes to fantasy, I really don't have too many biases about it because you need to win. And and if you're playing for money, you have to eliminate all of those things and whatever. And when the game's on, you don't think about fantasy and then you flip back to it immediately and all that stuff. Amen. I, Amen. I would. I, <laughs> I am, am very much on taking Joseph Randall because that's what I, you, you have to. And I wouldn't even bother with Darren McFadden. Don't forget about it. Uh, Joseph Randall is the guy you need to draft. But, I, you know, I don't think Randall's going to be like the Bradshaw hit of last year. You know, Bradshaw eventually got injured and all that other stuff. But I think that's what people are expecting and looking for in Randall. I don't think it's going to happen. But again, it's probably something we're going to be going back and forth about. But uh, sticking with the running backs here, James, another interesting one here. It's number two on the list. It wouldn't shock me if Amir Abdullah leads all Lions running backs in fantasy points. Kind of like that one. Would you be shocked by that? Again, I, I don't think I'd be shocked. They took him in the second round. They clearly liked the kid. A, a lot of people were very high on him. Um, but but I would be surprised. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I think that, I mean, Joyce Bell, like him or hate him, and there are a lot of people who hate him, was a, a solid fantasy running back last year, especially over the last, what, eight, eight to ten games of the season. And then a guy I actually think is being even more undervalued is is theoretic. Uh, you know, they they used him in the passing game quite a lot last year. Reggie Bush is gone. He can never stay healthy anyway. Riddick has shown no real injury issues. Similar size to Abdullah. I think they're both, you know, I think uh, he's 5'10 and Abdul is 5'9. Same weight. Uh, similar type of players in that way, at least. I, I think Abdullah is ultimately more talented but I think for now, I, I think it's going to take him a little while to break in and break through there. I think Riddick's going to play a role, and I, I think Bell's going to play a role. And ultimately, I don't think Abdul ends up being the leading rusher on the team, or at least leading fantasy point getter. Yeah, you know, I, I, I for the most part agree with that. I, you know, I worry a little bit about uh, Joyce Bell's injury issues, and I worry a little bit about his fumbles last year. He had six of them. You know, that Amir Abdullah might come in and, and make a, an impact right away. The only, you know, where I really agree is where I think it's actually going to probably be close. And I do think that uh, Theoretic is being overlooked by a lot of people. He's going to get his touches. Even if, you know, what what, what Abdul is really going to do is make Joyke Bell less of an interesting fantasy commodity. Uh, I think all three of those guys are going to end up splitting a lot of time uh, with Joyke and Amir both sort of beating up each other's fantasy numbers, I think they'll probably be very close to each other. And I think it makes both of them 
you know, uh, in the thirties of running backs as opposed to higher, just because they're just, I think there's going to be a big time split there. Real, also real quick, just to add on, I mean, talking about touchdowns before and how important that is to value. I mean, Drake Bell, if he's healthy, will be the goal line back there, you know, so mm-hmm. something to consider as well in terms of, of Abdullah's ultimate touchdown potential. Yeah. And I think Drake Bell was thumping his chest saying, you know, I'm, I'm running for 1200 yards this year or something like that. I remember seeing that quote, uh, kind of float around uh, after OTAs and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm with everybody else here. I'd be pretty surprised if he is leading all, you know, I think injuries would definitely have to happen. So, um, but uh, not uh, an interesting uh, prospect nonetheless. And uh, speaking of interesting, as as this next one here, I'm going to throw off the tone. Uh, one of those guys, obviously, that is we always have a hard time placing. He's injured a lot. But he's still very effective. Um, for the most part, when he's on the field, C.J. Spiller gets a new home. It wouldn't shock me if C.J. Spiller catches 70-plus passes in New Orleans. Pretty good bet, I, I would say. You know, there's they, they jettisoned a lot of stuff. They moved a lot of stuff around this offseason. Uh, Tony, do you think that is in the realm of possibility? In the realm of possibility, yes. Do I think it'll happen? No. I think the number's probably going to be closer to 40 or 50 catches. Uh, I know that you lost uh, Pierre Thomas and that you and Jimmy Graham. I mean, these guys were big, you know, uh, numbers catcher. You know what I mean? A lot of receptions each year uh, to a lesser degree. Kenny Stills. But look, I, I think what's going to end up happening is Mark Ingram is going to be on the field quite a bit. Uh, I think he's going to take some. And we can't, you know, this is sort of similar to the Detroit situation. Is you know, people are going to be sleeping on Kyrie Robinson. Uh, and there's no reason to believe that he's not going to be catching some passes as well. Uh, Josh Hill, I think, is going to come up as a really, really interesting tight end, a sleeper tight end who can who can do a lot of damage and catch a lot of passes. And I think Brandon Cooks, he's going to be the guy who's going to be catching all these these passes, these these quick routes that you know that Drew Brees likes to throw. I, I still think, obviously, Drew Brees is going to throw the ball a ton. They're always going to do that. I just don't see 70 catches in CJ Spiller's immediate future. Yeah, I'm pretty much exactly what Tony said across the board. I, I think Cooks is going to take a lot of that short to intermediate game away from from the running back. Uh, could could he be Pierre Thomas 2.0? Sure. You know, there were so many running back catches to go around with that team when, when Sproles was there and Thomas was there. But uh, 70 catches is a lot, especially for a guy who can't stay on the field. I have to see Spiller stay on the field and make it through a season. And then again, even when he did play 16 games, granted, you know, it wasn't a full-time guy in 2012. He had 43 catches, obviously a different offense, different quarterback, but Spiller just doesn't strike me as the, as the kind of guy who's going to be able to get enough reps out there, excuse me, you know, enough opportunities between injury or whatever, uh, where he's going to be able to p- compile those types of receiving numbers. And James, we're going to stay uh, right here with you with the next one. We're going to go to our old friend, Jeremy Macklin, who's obviously everybody knows that listens to uh, the Mothership Show that he's in Kansas City now. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Jeremy Macklin finishes to fail with over 1,000 yards this year. Yeah, I, I actually think uh, it's interesting because when we were prepping and talking about Macklin, I went to fantasypros.com to see kind of where he was going off the board, and he's been the 20, or where he's ranked, he's the 27th ranked receiver on average. And that seems low to me. Could he end up with less than 1,000 yards? Yeah, absolutely, but... Uh, I think the hate might have gone too far here. I, I, I kind of like Macklin a little bit. I think he's kind of interesting. You know, they didn't throw the ball at all last year to wide receivers, but 
you know, Andy wants to throw it. We, we all know Andy <laughs> Reid in Philadelphia. The, yeah. the guy wants to throw the ball. And Macklin is a legitimate receiver, especially a possession guy that he can use. I think Macklin could be a, a really nice PPR target, especially. Um, and, and, you know, maybe the yardage doesn't quite get to a thousand, but it'll be in the nines. And, you know, he could have like 90 catches, 80, 90 catches or something like that. And, and I think he'll get some touchdowns. He's definitely not, you know, top 10, top 20 type guy, but he should be right on the, the outskirts of 20, I would think, not 27th. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got some great value here. And I'm going to get into that as we get. Uh, into our rankings here, but yeah, you, you think this? Uh, you're on the same wavelength there, uh, Tone, with thousand yards. You think he finishes under it, or uh, where are you at with Jeremy Macklin this year? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably go the other way. I love Macklin. I love his skill set, and I know that Andy Reid likes to throw the ball. I just don't have the faith that Alex Smith is going to be able to get him the ball with any consistency. And again, he might have, I, you know. Those, those receptions, that, that PPR sort of thing, but I don't think he gets over 850 yards. I think I'd, I'd be really surprised if he did. It's just, and, and again, I know it's philosophy that we're talking about, um, that Andy Reid does want to throw the ball. Theoretically, there's a there's a philosophy there, but, but we just haven't seen it, and I'm just not entirely sure that, that Alex Smith wants to get the ball out to the, out to the wideouts. Uh, so I, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. I, I love Jeremy Macklin, but I don't love him as a fantasy player this year. Yeah, it's good. It, it, he's he's kind of my toughest guy to judge uh, as far as this kind of pans out because I'm right with you with Alex Smith and and everything else. And I know Conley's kind of the new new kid in town. He's one of those guys that I really liked. Another rookie that it probably shouldn't be on your fantasy roster. And I don't even know if he's going to be on the field. But I think if you can get that, if he eventually, if they're both on the field at the same time, that might open. Uh, some things up for him. Uh, last one, we're going to stick with Tony, and we're going to roll uh, right into our rankings, and uh, we're sticking with a guy that obviously we, we've, we're going to be probably talking about uh, right up until uh, the season starts, and that's Amari Cooper. And he says, uh, it wouldn't shock me if Amari Cooper has 80 catches and 1,000 yards this year. I kind of like that number. I, it wouldn't shock me at all on my end, Tone, uh, where you are with, uh, or excuse me, where are you with Amari Cooper, 80 catches, 1,000 yards? Well, here's the thing with Amari Cooper. Okay, so it wouldn't shock me if he did that. Uh, I don't think that's that strange. If it were if it were 2014, 80 catches, a thousand yards, probably put him about or yardage wise, puts him at about 23rd or so overall receiver last year, which seems kind of about right. I don't think he's going to do quite that good, though. Frankly, I, I put him probably about 10 catches less than 100 yards less, just because. Again, we still talk about that, you know, uh, rookie wide receiver thing. Can they come in and do it? And obviously last year they all did it, right? Um, and I think he's very good. I think people might be overrating Derek Carr a little bit in that offense a little bit that he's, we don't really know what we've got there yet. I mean, people are high on him. He was 21 touchdowns, uh, 12 picks last year's fine rookie. It's fine. It's a, it's a good rookie campaign, but I'm just not a hundred percent sure that Amari Cooper is ready to make, you know, that initial splash. Um, I think he'll be good. I think I'd probably put him around my 25th to 28th receiver, which makes him uh, an excellent wide receiver three or a very good wide receiver two. So I'm not saying, you know, that I'm, that I don't like this guy and that I don't think he'll be good. I just don't put him in that top 10, top 20 thing. Uh, we're talking about things that wouldn't surprise me. And I came up with, uh, when I was doing my rankings, I put eight second year receivers ahead of Amari Cooper. Yep. So I would not be shocked if eight 
from, and I'll even go through them really fast, Beckham, Evans, Benjamin, Matthews, Cooks, Watkins, Bryant, Landry. The only one I'm a little worried about there is actually Sammy Watkins, just because the quarterback situation is just so bad in Buffalo that I I, I put him and Cooper right there next to each other on, on what they're going to finish off this year. Um, so, yeah, so I see that and I say, you know, he could do that. He's he's obviously very talented, um, you know, but I, it still puts him in about the, the, you know, 25th to 30th overall receiver for the season. Yeah, and it's – it's I'll probably even add Kelvin Benjamin to that list as or far as like, – like, uh, Didn't I say Benjamin? You, well, you, I no, 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 you did. I, I'm just saying that I, I, I think I would actually prefer Cooper over Benjamin this year. But, you know, we're talking about wide receivers, so let's get into him. Let's get into our wide receiver wakings. Uh, wankings or rankings for that matter. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll start here first, Tone. I, I don't think anybody's first tiers are going to look too much different. Um, you know, Des Bryant obviously has the uh, the contract situation uh, going on. I really don't think it's going to affect his long-term play or where you kind of take him in, in the first round, which is where I expect him to go. But uh, in my first tier, I, I you know, I went with uh, Antonio Brown as my number one guy. Uh, I've got Odell Beckham Jr. right behind him. Uh, Des Bryant is right there, and I'm sneaking Julio Jones in there. I know a lot of guys have Demarius Thomas there. I'm not feeling as confident about that. So those are my first four wide receivers off the board. Uh, Actually, you know what? We'll go to James. Uh, Any problem with those four, and would you replace anybody else there? I probably would go Demarius over Julio, but, but I'm fine with it either way. Uh, I, I think Demarius is maybe a little bit more of a short thing. Has stayed healthy a little bit better, um, and, and I know Manning was not the same person last year, but he apparently should be healthy by the start of the season. And you know, less options there with Julius Thomas gone, so I, I would probably put Demarius up there, and I might flip Dez and, and Odell. I might put Dez second, Beckham third. Um, uh, but Brown's definitely my top guy as well. I I agree. I think for the most part, that's a solid top four. Uh, funny to think about, though, talking about wide receiver rankings. When was the last time Calvin Johnson wasn't in that crazy, definite right? top four, top five? I mean, he might be fifth, sixth right in there, but it, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, the, the top tier, it's, it's very close. And obviously, these guys will be jockeying for position. I put, I, I you know, I dropped Dez down a little bit. I'm just not. Whenever there's these weird, and it's not that I think he's going to skip any games because I don't. I just something about all these weird negotiations and the back and forth and the nonsense. And just he's such a head case sometimes. I'm just afraid it's going to mess with him a little bit. That being said, I only dropped him down to number four. It's not like you know. Right. So you know, I've got Antonio Brown just like you guys. I actually put Demarius Thomas second, Odell Beckham uh, third, and Dez fourth, and Julio. I, I agree, right there, right behind you at number five. I think he's actually poised to have a great year and. You know, at any time these top five, you can you can see moving one guy up and one guy down. Um, and yeah, absolutely, Calvin Johnson. How about it? I mean, you know, I've got uh, I've got Jordy and then Calvin after that. Yep. So I mean, he's after Jordy, and, and so I've got him. Yeah, sandwiched between uh, uh, Jordy and AJ Green. And again, another interesting name that's you know AJ Green last year is is way ahead. You know, the, so that's what I'm saying. There's some again. It's it's the year of the wide receiver. You know, it, it definitely is as far as talent goes. Um, and you know, James mentioned Calvin Johnson. Uh, just going over the the, the fantasy pros uh, cheat sheet here. I mean, he, he's going anywhere from a one to seven. So that's a, it's, again a lot of flexibility. Same with uh, Julio Jones, anywhere from a one to eight. Uh, 
And Beckham's the same way, one to nine. So I think there's a lot of flexibility with the wide receiver position this year. Um, and again, it's kind of why I like this this zero running back thing. But, you know, <laughs> we don't have to keep uh, hashing that over and over again. But uh, second tier uh, tone, I'm, I'm curious who you got here. Maybe even bleed into the third. Uh, who do you guys, who do you have after, you know, your first five off the board there? Yeah, and it's funny because tiers are so much, they change from year to year. And you, again, back to, not to harp on it, but you think of Calvin Johnson when he was tier one and it was yep. him. And, and that was it. it. Yep. And that was it. And that was your, and that was your first tier. And then you could talk about the also ran this year. I mean, five might not even be it. I might, you know, I might, my first tier might go all the way to AJ Green, right? I said, Jordy, Calvin, AJ, mm-hmm. it might be one B's right there with those three guys. Uh, after that, I, you know, then it starts to get really interesting because I like a lot of these guys. Not as much as some other people. Some people have T.Y. Hilton way up there. I think he's still a little boomer bust. So I've got him down about five or six spots. Uh, I still think Emmanuel Sanders has a lot of potential uh, to keep catching balls in, in Denver. I still like Alshon Jeffrey. He's gone off my board at around 10. I, I don't think that he's going to lose. You know, the, I don't think it's going to change too much with, uh, with uh, Brandon Marshall leaving. And, and Kevin White coming in, I think it'll probably stay about the same. Uh, Randall Cobb, all he did was catch touchdowns last year. So I got him, you know, he finished as a top 10 last year. I think he's going to get right in that neighborhood. Uh, touchdowns are a little less, you know, predictable than, than some of the other uh, categories. So I don't know if he's going to have all those two touchdown games again. Uh, but I still have him just outside the top 10. Then I'd probably end that uh, that tier two, three, uh, with Mike Evans um, in, in Tampa Bay before I before I take the next big drop. Yeah, and James, you know what's interesting is, you know, DeAndre Hopkins had a pretty great year last year with bad quarterback play. 12,000 yards, or 12,000, that'd be... <laughs> then we're playing technical. That'd, that'd be, be good. Right. Yeah. That'd uh, be good. 1,200 is, uh, is not bad either. You know, 76 catches, six touchdowns. Uh, is he in your top, you know, maybe your second tier there? Is he sneaking in there this year or you kind of keep him to the side? You go in Evans over him. What's your thoughts on him? Well, again, it goes to how you kind of split up those tiers like Tony was talking about. If, you know, I think those top eight that Tony mentioned are pretty solid. And then and then Cobb and Jeffrey, like right on the outskirts there. I think Jeffrey could definitely take that leap this year, too. Uh, you know, being the main target there. He could be a guy who by the end of the season we're looking at as a top five guy next year. Um, and, and Evans, I agree. Those guys are right there. Uh, after that, I think Hopkins is definitely in that next tier of guys. Um, I don't know if he's going to be, look, at first year without Andre Johnson, I don't know if he's going to be a, a every down, all the time kind of target. He had a lot of big plays last year. Um, but I, I mean, you love the talent. You love that. He's a second year in a system. Hopefully there's some stability at the quarterback position there. So yeah, I think there's a lot of upside with Hopkins. I don't know if I like him as much as, as maybe a safer option. Even someone like Jordan Matthews, I think is, is right in that group with Hopkins based on the, the volume. I think that he's going to get, um, but uh, certainly a lot of upside with Hopkins and he's definitely part of that next tier after the guys Tony mentioned. Yeah. And I have a, t- this is where I kind of have trouble and this is the, I, there's a lot of guys packed in into the next two. I don't have too many. I actually have Sanders in my, in my fourth tier, uh, there along with, uh, guys, I have that and Julian Edelman, uh, Brandon cooks. And I even kind of slid Keenan Allen in there. I know this. I know, I know, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of struggles going back and forth in, in, in between there, but it sneaks in there. You can put him in the fifth tier and you wouldn't have a problem with it. I think he's, you know, 
again, it's it's probably going to make some people sick. Just I just heard Tony, you know, groan and stuff all there. But I have I have all yeah, these. Yeah, well, Keenan Allen hurt my feelings a lot. So <laughs> exactly, I and that's why I think it's uh, he, he'll probably have some some good value there. I think he'll, he'll slip, you know, kind of past there in the in, maybe even maybe even you know get into that sixth or seventh round. Uh, but uh, a lot to ask, and uh, you know, you could pack all these guys in there, Tony. I've got. You know, Landry's there, uh, Brandon Marshall's there, Sammy Watkins, um, Charles Johnson, you know, Vincent Jackson. I, that's, that's pretty much. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, between 10 and 30, there's about, there's a lot of different ways this can go. I mean, and sometimes you're splitting hairs. I mean, you guys were talking about DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, bad quarterback play last year. But what have they done to address the quarterback situation in Houston? Brian Hoyer is that now oh, the yeah. good quarterback play that we're looking? <laughs> yeah, for but it's year? it's better, which is ridiculous. But it's better. Well, it is it is better. But I I sometimes uh, tend to worry when a uh, a great receiver on the other side leaves. I think they're going to key in on him. I think it's going to be tough. And I know they and they do run the ball five hundred fifty times. Right? I mean, they're going to run the ball. They're going to uh, they're going to run the ball a lot. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I do. I still have DeAndre Hopkins in 15, and you did put him right there with uh, Jordan Matthews. I actually have those two neck and neck. I would be, frankly, very happy with either of them. Maybe a little happier with Matthews now that I think about it, but it'd be very close. Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin's another guy that I think is in uh, in that same tier that you're talking about. Uh, their tone with you know with Jordan Matthews, with T.Y. Hilton, and Deshaun Jackson, whose name hasn't kind of come up yet. Um, but you know, Kelvin Benjamin to me is I think this is I think he's gonna definitely kind of regress from what he's shown in his in his rookie year. And I know that's kind of a bold statement. It's like, come on, dude. You know, you have you have a healthy Cam Newton. You've got another dumb slow <laughs> why I shouldn't say dumb. You got another big big slow wide receiver in Funches that, you know, isn't gonna help help open up the field and all that other good stuff. Uh and I don't think unless you think Carolina will be just the same kind of team. I guess that's what you kind of have to base Benjamin's kind of presence on. He was fantastic in garbage time. Absolutely great. But, but James, I, I'm a little worried that they might actually get a little better now that Cam's healthy from from the previous season. And I don't think he's going to be as effective as your, your wide receiver two or, some, you know, three or wherever you kind of have him stuck in there. Do you think he's going to have the same type of year that he did last year? No, I'm actually kind of with you. I mean, if you look at him, it, he was very touchdown dependent last year. Like you said, he was a, a garbage time monster. Um, but history, nine history, history maker too, right? Yeah, like, no, it was it was insane. I, I think there was some sort of stat floating around about the most fourth quarter touchdowns and a losing effort or something like that, you know. But um, uh, I, I'm with you. I, I certainly see of, the, of that class of, of rookie receivers who really, at least of the guys who, who really kind of, had a great year last year of the Cookses, the Matthews, obviously the top three guys and Watkins, Evans, and and Beckham. I think Benjamin's the one who, for me, is the most likely to to regress this season for all the reasons you mentioned. Um, I didn't love him coming out of college, to be honest. I think there are still problems with his uh, route running. Um, he you know doesn't have the best hands on the planet, uh, but but again, he, he is a significant red zone threat, and that's really what it comes down to with these touchdowns. Is that you know you get down there, you get this gigantic body against a smaller corner, he can make things happen. So uh, I'm with you. I, I certainly would not take Benjamin where he's going, but you know 
that those kinds of touchdowns are hard to predict sometimes. Yeah, Tone, that's kind of my my fantasy hot take this year, I guess, is he's, he's stuck, again, in the middle of my fifth tier um, because I just don't I, I don't trust him that much. Well, I guess that really, really depends on how you break your tiers down. I, you know, it, that sounds like that would be some small tiers, or that means you've got him outside of your top 30. Uh, if you've got him outside of your top 30, then what? that is a hot take. I think that's a little bit too far. He's hanging out right um, at 25 right now. Just, yeah, so. Yeah, I think that's a little low for me. I have him definitely up ahead of that. I'm probably around 18. Uh, so I can look at my, yeah, I got him right about uh, 18. I just, you know, I think he's, I don't think he's going to drop as many balls. I think he's going to have some of those jitters out of his, you know, out of his system. So I could still easily see him catching 80 balls, uh, which he did not do last year. But I, I think it's definitely a possibility this year. And they sling the ball around a little bit more with a, a healthy Cam Newton. And maybe they're going to be, you know, each year they're going to get him to run a little bit less and, and throw a little bit more. So I, I just have this feeling that Calvin Benjamin, while not the best of the second-year receivers, uh, I do not actually see a regression coming from. I think we'll actually have a little bit better season. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll keep our, our, our tier building throughout the rest of the summertime. So this won't be the end of, of wide re- uh, receiver discussion. We just kind of kind of want to keep it moving here. But Tony, when you're looking at just kind of your overall list right now, is there anybody that you think is really, really undervalued or overvalued right at this point when you're looking at ADP compared to your list? Yeah, well, you know, you said his name earlier and how we hadn't mentioned it. I think, you know, in some of these that I'm looking at, we're looking at Deshaun Jackson. Uh, you know, one of the lists I'm looking at, you, you got him at 16, which I think is way too high. Uh, some of the other lists, now this this other list we're looking at has him at 26, which I think is a lot closer to appropriate. He just doesn't catch enough passes to to do it. I don't have faith in RG3. I don't have faith in Washington's offense. And I don't have faith that Deshaun Jackson could be a week-in, week-out solid player. I mean, he can, He of course, he's going to have some good games. He's a, he's a very good athlete. He's very fast. And the problem is he's such a boomer bust guy. And, you know, last year he only caught 50-some passes. Uh, he still had the yards, but that means there's going to be weeks where he's just not going to produce for you. There's there's going to be some weeks where he could, you know, blow the roof off of the place. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't have a ton of faith in Washington. And I think, you know, with the one list I'm looking at 16, he's way overvalued there. Uh 25 to 30 is way more accurate. Yeah, I'll go the other way with some undervalued guys and just two in one, kind of a similar type of guy. And if you look at the uh, fantasypros.com kind of conglomeration of where these guys are ranked, uh, it's Brandon Cooks and Jordan Matthews, and they're 16 and 17. I think just based on volume, based on their role in what should both be good to, to worst case solid, good to great offenses potentially. Um, I think both Cooks and Matthews are going to see a ton of targets this yep. season. I think they're going to be monsters in PPR, and I think that they're going to, just based on that volume and on the, the fact that there are, the other options around them aren't as as qualified, so to speak, I think they both could be top 10 guys. I think that whole receiver class, uh, like we said, Benjamin's one we're less excited about. And I get the Watkins point too. I think he's super talented, but you know, who knows? They could have Tyrod Taylor playing quarterback there. I mean, (laughs) it's it's crazy. So um, I would, uh, I would lean towards Watkins kind of being below that, those guys and, and Evans Beckham, like if you want a bold call, I, I could see Evans Beckham, 
Matthews and Cooks all being top 10 receivers this year. It probably won't happen. It, too many guys they'd have to unseat, but it's not the craziest thing ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, James. I, I, I think that the, uh, if I'm targeting two guys, you know, out of that, you know, maybe third or fourth tier, depending on where you're at, those, those are it. And I think there's there's a chance that, oh, there's a really good chance that one of them slips for for sure uh, into that. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the same uh, same fantasy pros thing. You look at the you look at the variation of Jordan Matthews, especially going from anywhere from fourteen to twenty six. That's awesome. Brandon Cooks anywhere from twelve to twenty seven. That's awesome. I mean, those are two guys that you want to keep an eye on when you feel comfortable. Pull that trigger, baby, because I I think that those are the two guys that really are going to step up and go go you know go to that next level this year. I know there's a just like Tony was saying earlier. I know that there's there's probably six or seven other guys that are probably going to do that too. Uh, but I feel more comfortable with them over Bel- uh, Benjamin, probably even over Emmanuel Sanders, if I'm being honest too. So uh, just just something to look out for. Um, we're go- we were going to do uh, the same thing with running backs, but. I think it's important to just kind of keep everything tight and neat as we're still in the middle of the dead zone here. So I think we'll just leave it at that with our wide receiver rankings here in early July. And we'll definitely get into our the running backs. Maybe we'll slip in some quarterbacks next week as we're going through here. But so, Tone, just some final thoughts on your wide receiver rankings and anything else you want to add, bud? Yeah, no, just, you know, going forward, you know, obviously you want to make sure that you are malleable, right? It's easy to fall in love early, and once you fall in love, sometimes that love is a, a true passion that lasts all the way through the preseason, even if you're given reason to believe that, you know, these things that you thought before are still true. So be malleable. You know what I mean? It's very early. You're seeing these guys. You're getting your feelings. You're, you're, you're checking everything out. But don't be afraid to fall out of love. That happens. <laughs> it, it, you know, if there's a, there's a guy that's just not doing it for you anymore, let him go. Let him go. It's okay. Yeah, well, I think, and I, I hate, I'm just bringing it up because it's so early in this this fantasy process for 2015 right now where people are just starting to maybe do some mocks, just starting to take a look at some stuff. And a lot of people aren't even looking at stuff, but it's going to come up close. And um, I think a name that's going to shoot up the the ranks based on just everything you're hearing, uh, you know, stuff out of minicamps that, that this guy was, you know, taking it to another level and the talent's there, but um, Alan Robinson in Jacksonville is, yes. is a name. I think we're all going to be hearing a lot. I think if you're drafting early, take advantage because I think that by the time we're in, you know, beginning of September, you know, doing those final drafts before the season gets started. I think Alan Robinson right now, he is uh, ranked uh, according to fantasypros.com. He's ranked 30th among receivers. Uh, you know, I think by the time we're, we're in, you know, full draft mode. He, he could be going in the mid twenties and even higher based on people who want to take an upside shot. Um, so I think that's an interesting name. And just uh, even though we're do- a little tease for, for running backs next week, um, I don't get why Melvin Gordon is ranked higher than, than Todd, Gor- Todd Gurley. I, I get that, you know, both O-lines are not that good. Uh, and, you know, if you look at fantasy pros, your general idea, Gurley's the 20th running back and Gordon's the 14th. And I get the situation is better, but I don't know, man. I, I, Todd Gurley's the best college running back that I remember seeing in a long time since Adrian Peterson. Um, so just throwing that out early. I, I think you got to go Gurley over Gordon. You know uh, you know who else was uh, a great college running back? Ron Dane. 
Yeah, that's right. Ron Dane. Yeah, but very <laughs> different. I, I mean, know, I know, I know. looks like a girly looks like a, a gazelle out there when he's right. I mean, he's 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 a freak. I'm excited to see Todd Gurley in the NFL. Plus, he's got Nick Foles as his quarterback. Hey! Nick Foles. Uh, Trey Mason. He's <laughs> wanting to give him a hug. I know. It's, I mean, uh, he got he's not a bad running back. What a bad situation. Yeah, no, he's not at all. And, and that's like, I, I do feel so bad for him. And like, you know, just wanting it, the immediate trade as soon as the draft ended, I, 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 I didn't blame like, him. Why? why did you do this <laughs> to me? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us uh, this week in fantasy. We uh, really appreciate everyone hanging out uh, again with all of us. And uh, we will see you uh, right here on BGN Radio and LibertyBroadcast.co next week. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.